Welcome to the mic, Chloe Kemp from Kemp It's time to be frank, it's time to vent From mental health to parental death Where the humour is dark as she's bereft There'll be tears and there'll be laughter And of course there'll be talk about those pyjamas So pull up a seat, you're in the front row now Turn down the lights, it's time to get the clothes down Let's get the clothes down everyone and welcome back to get the clothes down with me chloe kent and today i am back with my sister keely hello <laughs> i was thinking that was your cue what's happening <clears throat> um i brought keely on guys because i want to have a a little bit of a, a chat um going back to my my niche stuff about bereavement and grief because next week on the 17th is mum's anniversary of her death and it will be four years and um I just think it's important to talk about anniversaries a bit because I think that they can be a really kind of lonely time because I remember like if I was unlucky enough to have a friend <laughs> not unlucky enough to have a friend that lost someone but if they were unlucky enough um they might say something to me like oh Chloe I can't come out that weekend because it's the anniversary of you know whoever's passing and I just want to be on my own and I remember thinking like well that was seven years ago and it's not like I would think get over it because that's obviously not kind but I would just think like surely it doesn't hurt that much seven years on but here we are and we're approaching mum's fourth and I actually just think it is just as painful as our first like what what how are you feeling at the moment Kiel? I've, I've it's it's hard isn't it because everyone says to you oh it's it's longer it is it's easier like time's a healer I I think that's crap I think yeah. I think the longer it is the the harder I find it I find it harder every single year yeah, I, I think it's because you, you have your mum fixed. I mean, when she died, we'd both literally seen her within two days. So yeah. we we had just spent time with her. We had our carol fix for the week, for the month. Um, and then suddenly, like, now that she's gone, as the time goes on, you're, you're just left with missing them. And it's just a bizarre feeling. You know, like when families fall out and you don't talk to each other for a little while, but you know they're there and you know that at any time you can talk to them and you always come back together. That's what families are like. You know, they always come back. But like, so if I've ever fallen out with mum in the past, I might not talk to her for a couple of weeks, but a few years, like, oh, it's just mad. No, I, I completely get that. I feel like, because like, obviously if you have a row, it's like you say, it's a few weeks or, you know, a week or whatever, you don't talk. And this is like, I feel like this is the longest row we've had. Yeah, I'm like, I know. I'm like, all is forgiven, Carol. Come back now. <laughs> I know. Seriously, how stubborn, Carol. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I think the best year I had with not feeling so sad was actually her 60th because I don't know whether it's because we planned some stuff and we really celebrated it um alongside with with Charlie's 30th. Obviously, we had a lovely joint party, and I don't yeah. know whether like doing that made me feel like I was doing something more productive and made me feel like we were all remembering mum but otherwise and this is something that I struggle with I hate feeling like I'm the only one remembering mum do you know I what I mean feel, yeah and I literally feel like it's only me and you that remember the day like no one else will they just see it as another you know Friday yeah yeah it's like I keep I keep telling Ryan and, and I know that he's obviously you know being supportive you know like husband should be and he's like what would you like to do 
And I'm like, well, just sit around in my pajamas crying, Ryan. What else is there to do? Aren't you doing the same? <laughs> yeah. And well, if not, why not? Go out? <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with you? <clears throat> but yeah, I just no, don't feel like. Yeah, and I yeah, I just it's a lonely feeling. I don't feel like anyone, obviously, apart from you, has has that feeling when that day comes. But it is hard. I just. It, I think it is harder as it's gone longer, which makes me realise that that whole saying of um, time is a great healer, I'm, I'm not sure it is. No, I think it's bollocks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, honestly, it, I just think, it, yeah, I don't believe in that. And I've also, I'm finding the longer it goes, the longer to the day that it is, so that, like bef- it's usually like a f- few days before the 17th, I'm like, oh, it's coming up. Now it's like the 1st of Feb, I'm like, I'm in the month. It's, it's, yes i'm in the month I, like i'm literally it's like a countdown to like the worst christmas do you know what i mean you're counting literally. down to the 17th it's just yeah i hate it on the 31st of january you know i was skipping up the stairs to bed good night family i love you all the first of february i was like nobody talked to me yeah it's just a complete change i was literally the same like People are going, oh, like at work, going, oh, you're a bit quiet today. Or Charlie's going, oh, what's the matter? Why are you so moody? I'm like, it's February. Well, like, don't you realise it's February? I'm, I'm, I'm in depression. It's such a, it's so hard that because obviously you've got the anniversary of her death, and then the week after you've got her birthday, and then like a week after that, or a week to two weeks, it's Mother's Day. Yeah, see, I see it is the day that she died is 17th. Her birthday's on the 28th. The day that we cremated her was the first, literally the day after. And then, like you yeah. say, two, two weeks later is Mother's Day. So I'm like, yeah, I just, I just, yeah, it can all just bugger off, like February and March. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I used to feel like a day out would be brilliant and it would really take my mind off it and it would be lovely. Um, but now I'm just, I'm not even sure. I, I'm going to, I know you said you, you're going, where are you going again? Heaver Castle. Which is one of mum's favourite places. Yeah. And I'm supposed to go into Great Yarmouth with Ryan and we were just going to do some crazy golf and things like that. Nice. But I, I, I don't know if it's going to be enough. I just, it'll be all right whilst I'm there, but I don't know. It's been a really weird time. The last few weeks I have been crying as if she just died. Yeah. I, it, you know, the... It's literally like, I feel like everyone's, like you say, everyone's lost interest now and people do look mm. at Because obviously I've just started a new job and they go, oh, because um, I said, oh, well, like my mum's passed away and it's sort of coming up to the anniversary and stuff. And they're like, oh, how long? And I'm like, four years. And they kind of look at you as if to say, hmm. I know. That's that's quite a long time. You should like be over that. But Yeah. Like, I'm not. Yeah, and, and and that was my attitude towards people. And now I do see it from a completely different side. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd still be the same in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just I just think that, as well, it sounds so silly. I just think, I think she's doing it to piss me off. Like, I, th- I think about ringing her, because I'm like, <laughs> she, hasn't, she hasn't rung me. Like, this is the longest I haven't spoken. She hasn't, how dare she? Think she's taking me? I'm gonna, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking go around there. Yeah, deceased. Uh, what excuse? Yeah, and then you're like, oh yeah, she's uh, she hasn't lived there. 
<laughs> I mean, you could phone the number, but I don't know what the new new owner would think. Yeah. Is Carol there? <laughs> <laughs> She'd love you working in a bakery, though. Oh, I know. She'd pop in all the time, wouldn't she? She would get her bit. She'd be like, any gossip? Even though she knows nobody. <laughs> She'd no. be like, what's the goss? Yeah. I'd be like, you know, like, Alice? She'd be like, yeah. Like, there is no Alice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, the other night I was listening to some music in bed, couldn't help myself, started listening to a few songs that remind me of that sort of time, supermarket flowers, maybe in the mix. Oh, before before I know it, yeah, I'm full on crying. And Ryan woke up, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, <laughs> proper crying. And he's going, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, oh, it's just mum. And it's like, he tries to be comforting, but I swear in his voice, it's like I can hear, really? <laughs> Like I'll a, be still on this. Yeah, or it's like a... <sighs> yeah, literally. He's like, oh, there, there. And um, I mean, he tries, but I just I just know that he doesn't obviously understand what it, like, what it is exactly like for us. Yeah. Um, and he says to me, oh, you know, don't cry, don't cry, but I can't, I can't not. Yeah. See, Charlie's the opposite. Like, if a song comes on the radio, I try really hard, like, especially Elvis. He's like, I try not to cry. And he's like, babe, just let it out. And I was like, no, because once I start, I can't stop. Yeah. I did did that. Go on. And I was going to say, and then you just look like an absolute state for the rest of the day. Because, you know, (laughs) I look like how I looked when I first watched Armageddon. (laughs) Yeah. What at the end? Daddy! Yeah, yeah. I literally had puffy eyes for about three days. Daddy, don't go. It happened to me. I was in the bath, this like two weeks ago, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to allow myself a little cry. I had a bath at half past eight. Clearly, I'm still bawling my eyes out at quarter to midnight. (laughs) By the time I woke up, my eyes looked like piss holes. They were just (laughs) tiny and red, and I was just like, (laughs) oh, it was awful. How much tissue did you go through? A lot, and you and you know when you've cried so much that even like half an hour afterwards you're still like, <laughs> I oh, was I like that. that. I hate, hate that when there's no tears, but you're still doing the breathe like the <sighs> breathing bit. Yeah, and it's just like a mixture of frustration. I think somebody said, yeah, somebody said that word frustration to him, and I think yeah, that's right. It's it's frustration because she's not here to see the kids, and I can't tell her stuff, and I desperately want to know what she she would have thought of COVID and. Um, Lewis Capaldi. She would have loved Lewis Capaldi. No, yeah, she would have done. And he got big just when she died, and it's such stupid stuff like that. But most of all, I think it's the kids. Like, I think we was at dinner a little while ago, and I said something to Teddy, and he said, "Oh, Nana," and I said, "Yeah, you remember Nana, don't you?" He was like, "Oh, I don't know." I was like, "What does Nana look like?" And it just it just took him a minute, and I was like, "Oh man, I think he's forgetting her," and it's just, yeah. oh, it so hurts. Yeah, he was so young, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, three. So, I mean, you got... Well, how old was Archie? So, it was four years ago. So, he's just turned 16. So, what's that? I'm crap at maths. So, he'd have been like 12, 13, wouldn't he? Yeah, something like that. About 12, yeah. (sighs) Yeah, so he's always going to remember. Yeah. It just, like you say, when Archie turned... Because it was his big birthday that I turned 40 last year... Mm. And that was hard because mum wasn't here and I remember going to her 40th and then Archie turning 16 which is like you know 
a, a big year and big. mum not see yeah mum not seeing him become like like a young man it just yeah it just sucks yeah there's 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 so many reasons that I have in my head that I'd like to ring her for and it's not even I mean obviously it is about you know like what what we'd be up to new things that's happening in our life but like I said it sometimes it's just things that are going on in the world that I just want to tell her about and, and I'd love to know what she would say about it and then I get frustrated because the more I try and think what she would say about something the more I'm just I start doubting myself and I'm like oh I don't know if she would say that actually and then I get annoyed it's like when you try to think of somebody's voice and then you start thinking about it so much that it's almost like you can't think you can't picture their voice anymore do you ever get that yeah yeah it's just it's like I I haven't got as much recordings as you have of her um because obviously when I had Archie at baby, we didn't really, there wasn't really like it is now, you know, in recording every single second. Yeah. Like 16 years ago, you didn't, you didn't really do that. Mm. Facebook was only just out sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm gutted that I haven't got as much videos as her, but obviously I know that you've got quite a few. So like the, the one that still cracks me up is the one that where she's trying to play Nintendo with the kids. Oh, that's so funny. And she's literally got the steering wheel, but she's like going all over the place. She's moving herself (laughs) instead of the steering wheel. She's going around corners. Yeah. It just cracks me up. With her leg up. Yeah. Trying to put the brake on. It just cracks me up. The one thing I'm guided about, though, is that that Florida tape. I don't understand where it's gone. No, I don't either. And I know there was um, a Dominican Republic tape, but she recorded over it with Footballers Wives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did she? Oh yeah. my god! So literally, you'll just see Chloe like swimming in the pool, like a head bobbing, like Chloe, all right, and she's like, yeah, and then all of a sudden, I hate you, Chantel or Chanel, yeah, whatever her name is. Next is it's Tanya from East, from EastEnders, Tanya from Footballers Wives. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember her being in the on the in the pool with us. Bloody hell, we all on telly. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's frustrating, though. I need to try and work out where that might be. Yeah, I've got no it went... idea. Who had it last? It must have been me or you. Yeah, I think we did, but I don't know. I don't know what happened with it. Last time I saw it was, oh, God, probably back at Pembrey. Yeah, see, I've seen it since. Oh, have you? Yeah, see, I don't think I sure have. Sure I did. Have we not seen it? We've seen it at your flat and watched it. I don't think so. I don't remember watching it. Because I've definitely watched it with an ex-boyfriend because I remember, you know how Dad used to zoom in on the dancers in Disney with their skirts? Yeah, their skirts flying up and it would be close-ups. Don't worry, guys, (laughs) these were of-age women. They were like 21 plus, but Dad's like zooming in. And I'm like, and the boyfriend I've had at the time was laughing, like, oh, that's such a bloke, that's such a typical thing. But I can't remember who it was I showed it to, but I know that I'd seen it. Which is oh. so annoying. Yeah, I don't remember it at the flat. It might have been, but yeah, no, I just, I haven't. I definitely haven't seen it for a long, long time. It makes you realise though how important those memories are. And I think if anyone's listening and they have a videotape, do a Monica, make a copy, and put it seven meters away in a fireproof box. You know, make, like make twenty copies. Literally, like hold on to it because now I would love to watch it now. Yeah, so would I. Especially, I always remember bit the bit where we went to, I think it was like a zoo 
Zupay. Oh, I know what you're going to say. And you was picking up shit. <laughs> and mum's in the camera going, she's picking up shit. She's picking up yeah. shit. <laughs> Dad's like, what you got, Chloe? Poo. She's got poo. Like, like it was my fault. Like, oh, here she goes. Let the family down again. <laughs> she's so embarrassing. Like, Excuse me for being five. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. But I think, um, I know we went, we've, we've said this before and I know we've gone over it, but I think this is one of the hardest things. Like if I was ever going to therapy about this, this is something that I, w- I would talk about a lot. And it's it's nobody else's fault, but it's just the anger that I just feel like I'm so, I feel so angry and let down. Again, even though it's no one's fault, that it is just me and you that have these feelings. Yeah. It's with like, mum. Yeah. It's like no one gives a shit. And even if, like, it's only only the people that give a shit are the people that love us, not that love mum. So, yeah. like, Ryan gives, a sh- Ryan gives a shit because it's you that's upset. Charlie gives yeah. a shit because it's me upset. Do you know what I mean? But there's no one else apart from me and you that gives a shit because it's mum. It's just... Yeah. It's, it's just... it's Yeah, it's crap. Like you say, it's just me and you and no one else is doing it for her. I, f- I go over the top to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I do, you know, with that being said, it, it's kind of gone back where people kind of do just say stuff in our presence about mum. And I think it because it, it goes back to that thing in their heads. Where they just think, oh, it's old news now. Their mum died four years ago, you know, move on. And I don't think people in our family who are close enough realise that we aren't we aren't in our late forties, fifties, and we we've lost a seventy odd, eighty year old year old mum. We've lost lost a fifty seven year old mum in at such a young age, and she was um, suffering really for like the last year and a bit. And actually, that's that's a lot to handle. Do you do you find as well? I find where was I the other day? I think I was in like TK Maxx or something. And um, there was a lady that was probably in her late 50s and she was shopping yeah. with her mum. So she was like, obviously, in her 80s or whatever. And yeah. a, bit, a bit of me was like, oh, bless. And then the other half of me was really angry. And then a little bit of me <laughs> was upset because mum wasn't here. So I was upset. And the other half was angry because I'm like, how dare she like be able to go shopping with her mum? I want to be able to go shopping with yeah. her and I, just, I don't know what it is. And Charlie knows that I get like it because I kind of, I must do a look in disgust and he's kind of clocked it and gone, all right, yeah. <laughs> all right, Keely. There's there's someone on our Facebook that's used to be family, I guess. I better not say their name, but they're like in their 60s. Name and shame. Oh, bless her, no. But she goes out with her mum and she puts it on Facebook, like, just take her mum out for a Sunday dinner and her mum must be, like, 89. I'm like, I'll just fuck off both of you. Yeah. <laughs> You're taking the piss. Yeah. I, I get really angry and I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I'm jealous or because it just brings up all the bad memories that mum's not here or I don't know. I just... And then I think you should, you should think yourself fucking lucky that you've still got your mum here. And yeah, if she's mm. moaning that, you know, she wants to get back to the car, then so be it. But yeah, it just it just annoys me. I I was the I was the same in bereavement when this man who must have been in his sort of early fifties, he was like, you know, I, I I'm here, I've been struggling. Um my mum passed away about a week before her eightieth. I thought, is he taking the piss? <laughs> and then when it come to my turn, I was like, mum was 57, checkmate, I win. <laughs> checkmate. 
how dare you i'm sorry but if your mum was over 70 you're not allowed in bereavement no (laughs) go away surely you're expected it to come i mean what's the shock (gasps) it's like people just sitting there like you know mum was 107 good (laughs) i'm pleased she died about fucking time we would have shot her if it carried on (laughs) (laughs) it's just too much poor people having to wipe her ass come on now (laughs) I know, honestly. So what more did you want from her? The bloody woman was like see-through. She had she had Parkinson's. <laughs> like life was over, mate. But no, they're like, oh, she's gone too soon. She hasn't. No, not soon enough. Terrible. <laughs> honestly. But do you know, I, I one thing I do think about though is how actually now I appreciate how mum how well mum did with her mum being gone young. Yeah, I mean, they didn't talk a lot towards the end, did they? They fell out big time. So, mm. but then you look at it, that it must have been harder. Yeah. Because you haven't got that, like, you haven't said goodbye. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? It, yeah, so, so you didn't have that last little chat on the phone and then she went. They didn't talk for a good few years and then she died. So you'd feel so much guilt, wouldn't you? And so many things that you want would have wanted to say if you knew that she was going to go. Yeah. And and I remember going to Nanny Molly's grave to lay some flowers. And mum was like, oh, I'm just going to go and find my mum. And honestly, like, I didn't really click on it because mum just didn't talk about her that much. But I remember, like, laying flowers for Molly and then looking up and mum was sat by the grave and she was, like, tidying it all up, bless her. And she was just sat, like, you know with her sort of legs sort of under, like to the side under her bum. And she was just sort of sitting there for like a good five, 10 minutes, just sort of staring. And and it was like a really sweet moment, actually, where I just thought mum never shows emotion over, over Nan. And I think it was kind of her way of like, don't know, just trying to keep things more positive a little bit, maybe. Yeah. I mean, mum struggled showing any kind of emotion, really, didn't she? yeah that's true but yeah like you say I think I think because obviously they didn't speak before I think she just literally felt so guilty and I did notice that when she split with dad she did speak about nanny rain a lot more like Mm, yeah she'd talk about her a lot more and like how she wished that she did this and did that and didn't say certain things and you know just like hashed it out instead of being like in a row yeah I I think that comes from that sort of regret isn't it when somebody's gone you start suddenly you start analyzing everything that you've ever done and then you start having these regrets Mm. I mean I did it on one of the last Christmas no the last Christmas I had mum I sat in the kids room away from her for hours because it was she just did my head in like there's this no there's no other way I can word it and it actually wasn't her fault she she didn't sleep at all on Christmas Eve she was sick a lot because obviously she was like effectively dying yeah uh when I woke up and there was just sick all over the sofa like to me I was just thinking like she's just not helping herself I'm sure she's just doing this to wind me up like I had this like stupid anger and then when we were like doing presents and it was Christmas morning, like mum was really like vacant. She just wasn't involved. And I thought, what's she here for? And again, it was because she was she was ill, but n- none of this was was her fault. It was more 
I don't know, like I said, there were my hang-ups and there were things that I didn't understand. But now, obviously, I look back and now that I do understand it, I regret it. But at the time, I remember thinking she's still got years to live. Yeah, because we wasn't really told exactly how long. They were so vague, wasn't they, like, of what, what, how serious ill she was. And like you say, I've, I've was with mum a lot more because obviously you lived with dad and then you lived up north for a bit so I was with mum constantly and I think the time that you were spending more time with her in my head I'd kind of given up Mm. as horrible as it sounds and how guilty I feel now and horrible but um that I kind of had enough because she did so much like she had mental health and she was like attention seeking obviously when dad left and she was you know just being a pain in the bum really I kind of like was like oh, I'm just done mm. and then when she was really ill because we weren't told exactly how serious it was I kind of just thought oh is it her playing up again yeah so now I've just got a you know I've got to deal with that sort of guilt and I just wish even if I just had an hour just to say that do you know what I'm really sorry that I wasn't more there for you yeah, I mean, in my head, I just thought mum was being ultra lazy. It was Christmas Day. I'm trying to make the kids have a lovely Christmas. And in my head, mum just thought, I can't bother to make it to the toilet. I'll just be, be sick on Chloe's sofa. Like, that's what I was thinking in my head. Yeah. But had I, I mean, you never know when someone's going to die. But obviously, the fact that she died two years, uh, two years, two months later shows that actually she was really coming to the end and she was extremely unwell. But yeah I just had no idea and the annoying thing is with kidney failure you can speak to 10 doctors and and ask them questions about like her life expectancy and and stuff like that and everyone gives you a different answer yeah that's true and I think do you know what I think the hospital had enough of her at at one point because she was (laughs) do you know what I mean I know it sounds horrible oh yeah but they were kind of like because she was in and out for you know a long time and then towards the end, she was generally ill. She wasn't just having breakdowns and, you know, like trying to yeah. kill herself and stuff like that, that she was actually really poorly. I think they were kind of like, oh, it's Carol again. So because they had that kind yeah. of attitude, it was kind of like they was like, mm, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because she was hard work. I mean, look at that time that she phoned me up and told me she'd been discharged. And then she got herself <laughs> in that bloody wheelchair. And I'm halfway down the hallway and I'd say, Carol, Carol, like, where are you? Like, from this, like, poor little foreign nurse. She's like, where are you go? And I'm like, mum was like, fuck off. <laughs> and I'm like, mum. I'm like, what's happening? Carol, you're not signed paper. You can't go. I'm like, mum, what's happened? They're like, and, and they're like, she, she's not been discharged. And I'm like, mum, I've got to take you back. Do you know what she said to me? She goes, Chloe, if you don't if you don't wheel me out of this hospital right now, I'll punch you in the fucking face. That's what she said to me. <laughs> was that Shirley by any chance, the nurse? Literally. <laughs> Shirley, the nurse. I know. My mum was... Do you remember Shirley the nurse? Shirley didn't take any shit off mum, did she? Oh yeah, she met her match. Yeah, she did. No, this was this was actually a little sweet Asian lady who was just she was so caring. You can tell mum was just like fuck off. <laughs> That's I've got it down the hallway. Oh god, but I do feel like like as like I said earlier that I kind of was there for mum when more when dad left and when she was doing all this because it was all it was all new she hadn't been like that before and where I was more there mm. obviously you was a lot younger you were still at school so do you know what I mean and you lived with dad so 
you know, it was best that you was probably kept away from it. But it was like kind of when I've kind of given up and like, I just can't do this all the time, constantly ringing to say that she's having another low. And, you know, I've got to drive 20 minutes to go and give her, get her a chocolate bar and things like yeah. that. It just got too much. And it's kind of nice that we was kind of like a tag team. Do you know what I mean? Like in the nicest way that where I was kind of like, do you know what? This is not doing my mental health any good that you kind of moved back down here and you was more around for her. So I think it, it probably worked out well because at least she had one of us. Yeah. And I think obviously the hub helped so much. It got wrapped the house. I like, thank God for that when she got diagnosed, but mm. It was a very confusing time. I think one thing we need to clear up because I get this question a lot on TikTok because of my skits, people think that we genuinely, or at least I, genuinely denied mum a kidney. <laughs> I get it all the time. Um, it actually didn't even get that far, did it? No. No, because I remember when I went to, um, I think, went to St. Thomas's, I think it was. And we had an mm. appointment and Archie had to take Archie with me. So it was me, Archie and mum. And um, yeah, we went there and they just sat us in the room. And she, the, the nurse said that the chances of you making the operation is so slim because you're weak in other areas. It's not just your kidneys. Like mm. you know, she's had a problem with her breathing and her lungs. Like her diabetes wasn't the greatest. And she was so fragile, like her legs, like, were like twiglets. You could snap them. Do you know what I mean? She was just yeah. so, so weak that they were just, they, at least they were honest with her and didn't say, oh, you know, you can go on the waiting list. They didn't even say that yeah. she could go on the waiting list, which I think I... was kind of good, really, because it didn't get her hopes up. I know that sounds awful, but do you know what I mean? Mm. I didn't realise you were there for that. Yeah. She had a panic attack, didn't she, coming out of the um, London Bridge station? And literally went on the floor, Chloe. Oh, Jesus. Did anyone come and help? No, did they fuck? No, of course not. It's London. Why would yeah. they? No, they just, <laughs> honestly, I think one person literally, literally stepped over her. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I felt like going, you know, I'm trying to lift her up, going, no, I've got this. Thanks, thanks, mate. They're probably thinking meth is so rife in this city. <laughs> I know. Look at her piss edge. She's been, like, yeah. you know, having a, what's it called, a liquid like lunch somewhere <laughs> yeah liquid lunch yeah well no wonder why she had a bloody panic attack if she had that bad news would you actually sit in the room for it then no chloe this was before we got any news oh <laughs> she was gearing herself up <laughs> yeah i think she knew you know mystic meg she knew it was coming yeah she knew it was bad news oh god so what did you think when you sat there did it did it hurt you listening to that i can't I, I, it's hard to explain because i felt really bad and then um she kind of like she got to that point, didn't she, where she just took it all in her stride. She didn't break down. I know. She didn't break down. She was just like, right, okay. And she was still trying to be positive. She said, so I can have, when I can start, because this is obviously before she started dialysis, like literally a week before. Mm. So she was like, well, I can still have dialysis. And they're like, yep, yep, obviously you're still scheduled to have that. Because she had to go to um, London to have her first lot. Do you remember? I had to go up there again with her. Yeah. And... Um, they couldn't even get it in her, like her arm. She had to have it in her neck for her first time. Yeah. Because obviously her veins are just so bad. But yeah, I just think it's it's gutting because like before she was really poorly, like she was like attention seeking a lot and not doing yeah. anything. So then she'd have lows. And then when she was yeah. poorly, like she wanted to live. 
and it just her body was just like yeah. shut down it's just like a it's cut do you know what I mean it's shit <clears throat> it's that whole like you know the boy that cried wolf sort of thing where she because yeah. of her mental health yeah where she had like milked so much attention and lied well not lie but exaggerated to her situations and and mental it's health like and yeah and then suddenly it was ha- all happening and you know we just we just were all very mm, arm's length this is really happening mum you know like yeah is it, is it really what you say but I remember mum talking to me and talking about needing a transplant and I thought oh fuck she's gonna ask me for a kidney <laughs> oh god um, what do I, I say how do I get out of this one can I wash my hair again yeah, I'm allergic to the anesthesia, mum. It will never work. But um, we wouldn't have been able to do it anyway because we're both diabetic. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they, when I sat there and um, I said, oh, can anyone, like, donate a kidney? And they said, well, I'd, like, that's when they said, oh, that she wouldn't survive the op. So there was no point going in, even, like, trying to find a match. Do you know what I mean? There was no yeah. point doing any of that. So I was kind of like, whew okay then so you're not gonna yeah. ask me but yeah and like that's, you say, that... we couldn't we couldn't have done it anyway so and that's something I don't think people realize but when when I've had comments on my TikToks like well I would have given my mum a kidney no question you you won't find a surgeon that is going to put anybody through an operation if they don't think that the recipient is gonna is gonna make the operation or accept the kidney because it's a lot to put two people through and it's very costly for the NHS. You know, if, if they yeah. if, if they know that women can't take it, they're not gonna take a young, healthy 30-year-old and put her under a major operation um for a 10% chance of a kidney. Like they're just not gonna do it. No. Especially if they think that mum's got like a short life expect- expectancy anyway. And then they're not gonna think, well I'm gonna leave that now that young woman with just one kidney and then she might you know what I mean she might need need something in later life and be screwed yeah yeah I mean if we had given a a kidney we would have been in trouble now because yeah. we're diabetic we would have been in tr- we needed that I'd have had to get it back <laughs> yeah would you actually just change the subject well not change the subject but would you donate if you died would you donate anything no Really? No. If I died? Yeah. Well, I am actually an organ donor, but Are I just you? did that. To sh- yeah, I did it to show off. But now I don't know how I feel, Kill. If what, I die, some card around. I don't know where I was. I think I was in the GP and they was like, oh, would you like to do the new organ donor form? And it was like the new big thing, you know, everyone was signing it, you know, ma- you know, make yourself like a really good person. Yeah. And I was like, would I? Sign me up, baby. <laughs> Took that pen. And now I'm a little bit, oh, dad doesn't like it. He's actually fuming. Stop it. Yeah, he's like, really? Chloe, don't tell me that. Your organs stay inside you. I, I, what, what if you die? I can't go through life thinking my daughter's organs are out there in the world. It freaks me out. Oh, God, really? Well, imagine that you're in Morrison's and you've reached for the last apple and you look at me and somebody's got my eyes. <laughs> you know, we was me and Charlie literally just watched something on the telly, literally just before we, I come on here. And it was about yeah. someone um, finding a homeless person and you, cutting them up and taking their organs and using it for someone. And yeah. I, I actually said that if I died, I wouldn't mind if anyone took anything. I'm not going to need it. If someone took my eyes, I'd be like, what, do you know what I mean? 
Your eyes, jeepers, yeah. creepers. <laughs> yeah. They can take my lips. I mean, it's got a bit of filler in it, but. <laughs> so you don't mind if a surgeon just come along and just lopped off a tit and took it home? <laughs> well, if I was still breathing. <laughs> no, you're, you're deceased. I might be a little bit upset, but no, if I was dead, no, fuck it, take it. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'm an organ donor now, so I can't really argue it, but it's a bit of a freaky thought, isn't it? Can you not back out? <laughs> Well, I don't think so. I mean, where where can you take it back? There's have, not. Have you have you got? Was it your maiden name or your married name you signed? Maiden, maiden. Well, see, that might be a little get out clause there, might it? Yeah. Otherwise, you know, there's not a website like. Sorry, I don't actually want to be an organ donor. dot com. You know, like <laughs> what do, do, I do? I do? Do I not get fourteen days to change my mind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fourteen day coin off period. Where was that, please? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I wouldn't mind if anyone took anything. Would you have given mum your kidney if <laughs> if it got to that stage? <laughs> Put me under pressure. I'm gonna oh, you're sound, out of order. I'm going to sound like such a knob, but if she, if they said that if given her a kidney would give her an extra 10 years, 100%, mm. 100% I'd do that. But if it was only like it might not work, she might only get a year, I, t- mm. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, because, I mean, she actually wasn't a healthy 57-year-old. Obviously, like you said, she had COPD. Okay. So I think to finish the the pod, I think think overall anniversaries are always tough. I I do say, like, in my opinion, celebrating Mum's 60th was one of the best things that we've done. And I do think if anyone's listening and they do find birthdays or anniversaries and things like that hard, I think, like, try and celebrate it in a way with a loved one. Like, even if it is just your sister, like, like it's just me and you, Kill. But like even if it is just someone to go for a bit of a dinner with or just have, like, raise a little toast to them and just have that little drink, I think it's just always nice to just kind of have that little um what's the word I'm thinking of just that little nod to them you know like that you're still thinking about them you're still in their thoughts because if mum if mum knew how much we've celebrated her since she's been gone and we've done stuff for her I think she would be I think she'd actually be really moved because I don't think she would have expected it so much from us would she no no definitely not I think she would have been like really they've they've actually like they give a shit do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone actually, because, you know, I know dad was with her a long time, but I think she'd actually think, actually think like, oh, someone actually did did love me and did care for me in the end. But yeah. I know, that's really horrible. That's making me feel shit. But do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. And she'd love to know that we've kind of done things for like the grandkids to keep her memory alive. And I think honestly, the the joint party with with Charlie, you know, his thirtieth, mum's sixtieth. I just think that would have meant so much to her. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And, and even now, the fact that we're meeting up, um, you know, the first weekend in March, and we're going to have a bit of dinner yeah. just to celebrate her. Like, I think that'll be, you know, that's that's kind of what I hope my kids will do for me one day. You know, when it's my time, they might. I hope yeah. they all phone each other up and arrange something, you know, because I think it I think it is important just because somebody's gone. I don't actually think it's healthy to just bury your head in the sand and ignore the birthdays, ignore the anniversaries. I think it makes it harder. Yeah, I, I, I do as well. Cause I, it's like it's hard because obviously I've, I've got I'm doing something for the debt, like the day of that she died. But mm. the, the day of her birthday and the day of the funeral because obviously it's one after the other I'm actually working both them days but then 
I know when I get back from work and I, you know, I'll probably be talking to her and I, you know, talking to her and saying like happy birthday mum and stuff. But also I think it's kind of good to keep busy. I think if I was sitting at home on my own and Charlie being at work, I think I'd get myself in a right mm. state. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's the risk, isn't it? When somebody's not around you and you're just left with your thoughts. That's why, you know, it is is good to do something a bit more proactive. I mean, when it was mum's 60th, we could have easily just been bawling our eyes out. And there were a few tears, but ultimately there was also a lot of laughs, a bit of cake and a bit of partying, you know, which... Playing her favourite music and, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so much better to kind of face it head on a little bit than try and shy away from it. Yeah. You know, like when we're growing up and say like it was an anniversary of Nan or something like that, or with our stepmom, it might be an anniversary of of her parent and and dad or someone might be like, oh, just, uh, you know, I know you won't, but don't mention such and such because it's their anniversary. And then so you're kind of growing up thinking that, you know, you shouldn't say these things, but actually like, I mean, everyone grooves differently, of course, but I definitely am one for thinking, no, it's, it's good. I think it helps when somebody just, you know, brings up their name on those dates. Yeah. And I, do you know what? I think because like you say, I th- I feel like we're the only ones that give a shit that I bring up mum all the time because I'm like, mm. I'm not letting any, any fucker forget her. So what? <laughs> yeah. So even if it's just like, oh, do you see that bird over there? Mum like them birds. Yeah. It's just any excuse to bring Carol into the conversation. I will. I went. I bought like the third bunch of tulips the other day, and Ryan was like, "More tulips? Excuse me, they were Mum's favourite flower, and it's February." <laughs> it's like for fuck's sake. Do you know what? When I got the job, I went to Charlie. I said, "Oh, a nice bunch of tulips would be nice because I've, you know, got a job, and it's, you know, February, and for Mum." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll get. No, I'm still waiting." <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for my tulips. But he he goes, "Well, you tattooed it on your leg, so you could you've got a tulip on your leg constantly." I was like, "That doesn't count." <laughs> Not enough. No. The you know the waterfront in near us. Yeah. They were having an Elvis night Stop on the seventeenth. Yeah, Stop it was at like the. Yeah, we were gonna go and everything. Went in there today, and I was like, "Oh, is the Elvis night still on?" No, it's cancelled. He's in hospital with art problems. I was like, "Well, he's really let my mum down." Let yeah. me tell you, selfish prick. <laughs> oh no, heart problems like the real Elvis. I mean, he's going above and beyond to play this character, isn't he? I know. Is he going <laughs> to die on the toilet? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever feel a little bit like as well after the day after an anniversary or birthday? You just sort of feel like everyone's like, well, Keely's fine now because it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be fine today. Yeah, 100%. And I do think sometimes as well, it, it, it frustrates me with Charlie because like like I say, sometimes it something will just pop in my head or I do something or just, just reminds me of mum and I'll start crying and they go, what's the matter? And I look as if to say, <laughs> well, you, you know, you know. You know, I'm not gonna, yeah. not going to say her name because that would just make me worse. Yeah. And then he goes, no, what, what is it? I'm like, for fuck's sake. It's Carol, obviously. <laughs> it's Carol. It's Carol. And he's like, oh, right. I word it like, it's just mum again. You know, like this has been going on regularly. It's just mum. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're still on that. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Oh, dear. I was, I was crying the other day and... um. I was literally sitting outside my work. It was five to seven in the morning and I had to start at seven. 
and I literally rung Charlie and went, all right, I've, I've turned up at work. And he went, okay, babe, have a good day. And I literally just burst into tears. I went, I just miss- Oh, no. Yeah, I just went, I miss her so much. I just want to hear her voice. And he was like, babe, I was like, there's nothing I can do to help you. So I, yeah. I literally went into work and you could see that I'd been crying. Everyone's going, are you okay? And I'm like, yep, yep, no, I'm good. I was like, God's sake. <laughs> Oh, do you know what? Ryan is so nice to me as well. And I'm just not that nice to him. Like, I've got all this resentment, I guess. So, like, literally, three weeks ago, he goes to me, oh, Chloe, have you seen the day? I went, no. He went, the anniversary that Nan died. I was like, yeah, well, she was 92. So, can we put a pin in that, please? All about you in it. <laughs> like, fucking hell. God, Chloe. <laughs> oh, Danny, go on. No, but I feel awful because I know he wants that support. I do support him, of course I do, but and it's not his fault and his nan was lovely, but it's just this horrible niggling thing where I just think, well, at least she was 92 and I hate myself for that thought. Yeah, I get that all the time now. Oh, it's such a nasty thought, but yeah, it's jealousy. I guess that's what it is, isn't it? It's, it's jealousy because, you know, he had, I, I realised the other day, he had like 30 more years with his nan. Then, like, mum, she had, like, Eileen had 30 more years, which is incredible. It's like a whole nother lifetime. Yeah. That is quite it's incredible. Time. Right, we better leave it there because I broke my headphones. Okay. <laughs> but thank you for coming on. And I, I hope that sharing our thoughts in our head has helped other people feel normal. I have actually had a lot of lovely feedback, I've got to tell you, from our first couple of pods. Oh, really? Yeah, quite specifically, actually, where we talked about feeling that resentment. And somebody said, like, Chloe, since my dad died, I felt this resentment a lot towards people, like when they talk about their grandparents dying. Mm. And she's like, thank you for making me feel so normal and not evil. But I think it is a normal emotion. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's just that, I think, like you say, I think it's that, like, evil streak of jealousy. You just, you, you know. Yeah. It's just part and parcel of it all. I think we all go for emotions, and it doesn't mean that like you don't care. I think it's just it's just that little niggling jealousy chipping away at you a bit, where you yeah. always feel when somebody's died young, you just always feel a little bit hard done by. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's just it, unfortunately. But well, thank you for talking with me about Mum's anniversary, and hopefully other people can relate. You're welcome. And I'll speak to you soon and I'll see you in a couple of weeks anyway. Yeah, cool. All right then. All right then. Thanks, Kill. That's all right. Bye. Bye.